Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Very happy Mother's Day to all you mums, and especially to the mothers in Israel. <laughs> I don't know who was it said about, somebody said about Israel. Was it you, Luke, said about it? That somebody had responded who didn't know about the term mothers in Israel. Oh, was it in your life group? Yeah. They thought, they, they thought we meant literally some mothers who lived in Israel. So... Okay. I, I feel this morning's message is really important, and uh, I hope you do too. I want to speak on the power of praise, the power of praise. So this morning we're praising mums, but I'm talking about the power of praising the Lord, of course. Now, I just want to differentiate between praise and worship. Praise is when you express something good about someone or something. We went to Mary Roundtree's at Headland yesterday for our lunch and uh, we were praising it. What a lovely venue it is. Never mind the food, looking out to sea and seeing all the ships, boats go by. It was lovely. So praise is when you express something good about something or someone. Worship is far more than that. Worship involves reverence. I'm going to read this as a definition now. Worship involves reverential acts of homage and submission before the divine sovereign in response to his gracious revelation of himself and in accord with his will. In other words, worship is to do with recognizing who God is and living our lives accordingly. Praise is a response of worship. Praise is part of worship, but worship is much more than that. Praise is always something we do. It's an action word. It's a verb. Um, whereas worship can also be a noun, as in intense devotion or love. So um, I'm going to read Romans 12, verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters... I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So what is praise? Let's look at a bit more detail of what praise is. We know that when we praise somebody, we express appreciation of them, don't we? I'm sure all you... Have been, have got, who have got mums have been expressing appreciation of them. Um, and of course, we express appreciation of our husbands as well, don't we, wives? Always. I won't tell you what Sandra said to me before the meeting. <laughs> Praise is most often expressed through our mouths, vocally. That's the most, it isn't the only form of praise, but it's the most written about in the Bible, it's through our mouths. Now, although God can read our hearts, he wants us to express our worship and love for him and our thanks for all he has done in praise. I don't know why he needs it. Well, he doesn't need it. Why he wants it, but he does want it. He wants our praise. And I've looked at all the Hebrew and Greek words 
that are used in the Bible for praise. So here's the Old Testament ones. There you are. I'm not going to go into them. You can just read down them. Yada, holding out hands. Zama, playing an instrument. Hilu, and I, all you Hebrew scholars, Peter, I've probably got them all wrong pronunciation. Hilul, a celebration of thanksgiving. Tahila, a hymn. Harak, to kneel to bless God. Halal, to rave. Do you know that? There you are, you're all right. Tauda, a choir song. Shabach, to shout. Machau, dance. Rachad, to spring about for joy. Can you see they're all verbs? All something you do. Now the New Testament ones. Alnos, a story of praise. Doxa, to give glory. I can't pronounce this next one. Apainio, to applaud. Humnio, to sing. Ainesis, a thank offering or praise act. And Eucharisto, to express gratitude. Everything's to do with doing something, okay? If you get the itch this morning to stand up and start jumping around, I give you permission <laughs> because it's part of praise. You'll notice that these mean to do something physical, to express something. So we've established that praise is not silent in our hearts. It's something we express with either our mouths or with our hands or feet or whole body or with an instrument. Now, the Bible does talk about being still, as in be still and know that I am God, which in the original Hebrew actually means to slacken or to relax, but it doesn't talk about being silent. In fact, quite the opposite. In Psalm 30 verse 12, it says, praise him and not be silent. Praise him and not be silent. So, who should praise? Who should praise? Everything and everyone. And certainly those who've been redeemed. Are you redeemed this morning? Okay, and it doesn't matter what your age is. To the, from the youngest, we'll have a look in a bit. From the youngest to the oldest. Male, female, whatever. Shy, noisy, whatever you are. Everyone should praise. It's not for noisy ones or extroverted ones or the older ones or those who are on the platform or those who think they know how to. It's for everyone. The Bible says in Psalm 150 verse 6, let everything that lives sing praises to the Lord. Psalm 148 verse 12 and 13, young men and maidens... Old men and children, let them all... I thought, I hope the children were going to be in when I was preaching this one, because a lot of it's to the kids. Let them all praise the name of the Lord. 1 Peter 2.9, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And Matthew 21 16. Kids, where are they? Over there. Oh. Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? This is Jesus saying this. For they say you have taught children and infants to give you praise. We should be encouraging our kids to give praise. Amen? Amen. 
Are you with me so far? How should we praise? How should we praise? Well, one of the first important things is with clean hearts and right motives. Psalm 51 verse 15 says, Unseal my lips, O Lord, that I may praise you. I've lost it. You would not be pleased with sacrifices or I would bring them. If I brought you a burnt offering, you would not accept it. The sacrifice you want is a broken spirit. A broken and repentant heart, O God, will you not despise. He wants our praise to be with clean hands and right motives. Secondly, with a spoken word in song with lifted hands. There you are, Karen and Chris. You've been praising God this morning. Psalm 63, verse 3. Your unfailing love is better to me than life itself. How I praise you. I will honor you as long as I live. Lifting up my hands to you in prayer, you satisfy me more than the richest of foods. I will praise you with songs of joy. Lots of scriptures this morning. Playing an instrument and dancing. So all you who play instruments, get ready. (laughs) Psalm 150. I mean, everybody knows this psalm, don't they? Verse 3. Praise him with a blast of the trumpet, which we had one. Praise him with the lyre and harp. Praise him with a tambourine. Sorry, Luke. It's biblical. It's biblical. (laughs) Praise him with a tambourine and dancing. You see, we need a bit more dancing in here, don't we? Yeah? Yeah. Who said yeah? Yeah. Okay, Fee, I'll hold you to that. Praise him with stringed instruments. Well, we definitely have that. And flutes. I love the flute. My favourite's the saxophone, though. So somebody get learning the sax. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. And we can always clap instead, can't we? Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that lives sing praises to the Lord. Okay, we all know that one. I'm going to go to lesser known ones now. Shouting and raving. Somebody said, you don't need to shout to God, he's not deaf. Well, my answer to that is he's not nervous either. Okay. 1 Chronicles 16, 25. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. Now, that word greatly, greatly, did you notice greatly to be praised? It's a word in Hebrew. Where's Barbara? It's a word in Hebrew. Mehod? Mehod? M-E-H-O-D? Anyway, I'm saying mehod, but whatever it is. Listen what it means in English. There's a whole load of words for it in English. Vehemently, intensively, superlatively, exceedingly, louder and louder. Okay? So we can, we can, you know, let me just say, interject. I used to be very self-conscious of praising the Lord. I was very... Reserved, and I, it sounded to me like vain repetition. You know, I knew that term, vain repetition. You know, Hallelujah, we praise you, Lord. Bless your name, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And I, I 
Can't do that. Do you know how I got over it? There was a lady in our church, and she used to be really, 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 really quiet. And then she got loose. She got free. And I managed to do it through her. She said to me, you've got to do the opposite. The opposite of what you feel will, will break down the barrier. Start shouting. <laughs> so I did. I felt that the whole world was listening to me. Because you do when you praise the Lord, don't you? You feel as if everybody's listening to you. And they might not like what you say. Well, just do it anyway. Because you're not doing it for them. You're praising the Lord. And I started to shout. And actually, just, just to warn you... The quieter the meeting, the more I shouted. <laughs> and I found I got freedom. Yes. I, was, I broke the bondages that were around me of the sound of my own voice and thinking of the words. And I tell you, tongues is wonderful <coughs> to praise the Lord in tongues and just let, let's let go and praise him because it's biblical. And Ezra 3.11, all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. I'm going to challenge us all to give some good shouts this morning, to be free. So both those scriptures infer or actually state an outbreak of exaggerated praise. We don't need to wait for an atmosphere. Okay, you'll see in a bit that we can bring the atmosphere. We can change the atmosphere. So the final way we so we praise with clean hands and right clean hearts and right motives in spoken words, song and lifted hands, playing instruments and dancing, shouting and raving, and the last one is with abandonment. With abandonment. In 2 Samuel 6, we're not going to read it. But I'm sure you know the story. We read about David's abandonment in praise to such a degree that he got the wrath of his wife because she was embarrassed. Well, stick that for a lark. You know, if other folks are embarrassed, that's their problem. Really, that's their problem. Because he's, he's an elaborate, majestic, massive, special God. Yeah. And he deserves elaborate, majestic, special praise. Don't you think? Yes. I do. Right, so what effect does it have? This is the good bit. What effect does it have? We've got a few effects and they're wonderful. You know, praise doesn't just go from your mouth and that's the end of it. Praise does things. It does. Did you know that? Yeah. It does things. So the first thing it does, it brings the presence of God. Amen. It says in Psalm 22 verse 3, you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. It's why it's so important to praise God when we're down. You know, sometimes you come to a meeting and you feel a bit sad or angry, you know, you've had a row with your husband on the way in, and, and you could just smack him. So, you don't, of course, you don't. So you sit in church, and you let it all pass you by, because you feel a bit fed up. Do you know that's the very time you should praise? When you're down, when you're sad, when you have negative emotion, when things have gone wrong in the week, 
Because when we praise, we bring God to bear in the situation. We bring God to bear. In 2 Chronicles 5, verses 13 and 14, it says this, The trumpeters and singers perform together in unison to praise and give thanks to the Lord. Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals and other instruments, they raise their voices and praise the Lord with these words, He is so good. Amen. His faithful love endures forever. At that moment, note this, when they said these wonderful words to the Lord, at that moment a cloud filled the temple, that's the presence of God. The priests could not continue their work because the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of, of God. Folks, I want to tell you, if we're having a hard meeting, we do sometimes, don't we? The way to change it is what? Praise. Absolutely. It's to really praise. In fact, praise all the more. You know, Satan doesn't like this. Yeah. He doesn't like what we're doing this morning. Um, I can't remember, in our last church, somebody, I can't remember if it was me or somebody else, now my brain's absolutely going. But somebody saw a picture um, in the spirit while we were in the prayer meeting, and they saw demons all over the roof, trying to get in at the windows, trying to get in at the doors, because we were praying. And when we meet together, Satan gets active, because he doesn't like it. So it's all the more important that we praise the Lord and bring the presence of God. Not that he's not with us, but he manifests his presence when we praise him. And we can see the atmosphere change. You can change the atmosphere in a meeting. If you come in and you think, oh, this is a bit dry this morning. What's the matter with it? Well, you hold the key. And if nobody else is praising, shout a bit louder. You hold the key in praise. So it brings the presence of God. And I love this. We've got what I've just said about that picture. It defeats the enemy. Biblically, the Bible tells us that when we praise the Lord, it defeats the enemy. So let's have a look at that. Psalm 82. <clears throat> and this is again why I wanted the kids in. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Tell Lisa when she comes in that when her kids in that group, parents, when your kids, if you teach them to praise the Lord, it silences the foe and the avenger. It puts him to flight. He hates children praising him and he hates all of us praising him. I'm gonna show you more because it's not just kids. So we're looking at Psalm 149, verses 49. And we see here that it was included in a strategy to fight the enemy. Yeah. It says the Lord delights in his people, he crowns the humble with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in this honor, let them sing for joy as they lie on their beds. Now then, note this. Let the praises of God be in their mouths. Yeah and a sharp sword in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with shackles and their leaders with iron chains, to execute the judgment written against them. This is the glory 
of his faithful ones. Now, we're not going to get swords and start chopping up <laughs> anti-Christian leaders or anything like that. But we can fight the enemy in the spirit with the sword of the spirit and with our praise. So it links together praises and the fighting here. Jehoshaphat knew this secret. In Chronicles 20, we read that there was a vast army coming against him. He sought God for guidance and God said, go for it, you know, sort him out. So Jehoshaphat appointed men to go to the front of his advancing army, singing praises to God, and as they praised, God set ambushes against the enemy and they were defeated. Praise gets the angelic beings, the hosts of heaven, working. If you've got problems in your life, sometimes all we do is say, oh God, please. Oh God, it's time you went I did this a lot with Congo, you know. Slammed the table even and said, God, it's time you work. I should have praised a little bit more. Because praise shows faith. And God works in faith. In fact, he doesn't work in anything else. When we praise him, we show that we believe he is who he says he is. Yes. So he defeats the enemy. Paul and Silas knew this secret, didn't they? When they were in jail, they'd been beaten almost to death. The last thing they felt like doing is praising, but that's exactly what they did. Why? Because they knew that praise defeats the enemy. They knew the secret of praise. So they, uh, they sang praises, and actually it says, if you read it, that when God sent a powerful earthquake that not only set them free, but set the jailer and his family spiritually free. We know that David was able to uh, send Saul's demonic afflicting spirit away when he praised God on his heart. My ex-pastor, my brilliant pastor, <coughs> Albert Garner in Gloucester, he was a wonderful pastor with a thriving church. If he was struggling, we had a wonderful pianist there called John Clack. He had a real anointing on his ministry. And if he was struggling, he used to say to John, just play, just play. And it used to do something, it does something. You know, when you play with praise, or you sing with praise, or you speak with praise, or you clap, or you raise your hands, or you dance, it does something. It does something. Psalm 50 verse 23 says, He who sacrifices thank offerings honors me, and he prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. It brings God's blessing. Are any of these usable? Because I'm shouting. It brings God's blessing. So it brings the presence of God. It defeats the enemy. It brings God's blessing. Psalm 67 verse 5 says, May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Listen to this. Then the earth will yield its harvest, and God our God yeah. will richly bless us. Yeah. If you want the blessing of God, you've got to break out of your bondage. That's right. You've got to stop fearing. 
because you know who the author of fear is, don't you? So you've got to stop fearing what people think of you or how you sound or how you do it and just praise. And the last one of what effect it has, it changes us. It changes us. It's really powerful. Praise is really powerful. It says in Isaiah 61.3 that we can do an exchange, a garment of praise to replace the spirit of heaviness. Now notice it doesn't say you'll get a garment of praise to go with your spirit of heaviness. It says you actually replace it. You replace your spirit of heaviness with a garment of praise. So why should we praise? The last section. Why should we praise? How am I doing? Because the Bible tells us to. The Bible tells us to. That's the main reason why we should praise him. Never mind what your natural inclination is. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind what your natural inclination is. There are so many scriptures that tell us to praise God. Do you know that there are over 200 references in the Bible that explain to us and teach us to praise God? I could have been preaching for as long as Luke preaches <laughs> if I had done all the references. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. And those Hebrew and Greek words that I've shown you are all references. They're all based on references. So I'm just going to quote one. One. Psalm 100. Shout with joy to the Lord. Come on. Joy. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. <coughs> o earth, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We're his people the sheep of his pasture, enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. So because the Bible tells us to, because what we declare is powerful. We had a Jamaican lady in our last church and she was hot on what you let come out of your mouth. She'd tell you off if you didn't have the right stuff coming out of your mouth. But what we declare is powerful. Psalm 9:11, sing praises to the Lord enthroned in Zion, proclaim or declare among the nations what he has done. When we declare praise to God, all of heaven listens and so does all of hell. And it is powerful. The Old Testament armies of God's people always, always in the armies, they put the praises in the front. Because they recognized the effect not only this had on the people, but it had in the heavenlies. They recognized the effect. If we want to break down strongholds and walls of evil, we need to learn the power of praise. And finally, because he's worthy. The main reason. The best to last. If he isn't worthy of praise, you know, Middlesbrough may be worthy of praise occasionally. The Irish rugby team are definitely worthy of praise at the moment. See, Alan's please. They're doing well, aren't they? And don't they praise? You know, they, they said yesterday, I don't like all that stuff. But I have to watch it a bit because Dave was watching it. <laughs> so Ireland did well yesterday, didn't they? 
And uh, they said, the commentators said, uh, the city's going to be busy this evening <laughs> with the raving and dancing and drinking and all the rest of it that the Irish would be doing because of their team, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, have they got anything like what we've got? Is, is, is Ireland anything like the Lord? He is worthy, folks. He is worthy of our praise. He has done so much for us. Revelation 4.11 You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honour and power, for you created everything, and it is for your pleasure that they exist and were created. Has he redeemed you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear me. <laughs> Has he redeemed you? Yes. Has he given purpose to your life? Yes. Is he faithful? Yes. Then he deserves the glory. Now, I was lying in bed, couldn't sleep the other night, as per usual. <coughs> I follow my pastor. No. And... Um, uh, yeah, before that though, I just want to mention Luke 19.40. It says there that if we don't praise him, the stones will cry out. Yes. He has to have our praise, folks. He has to have our praise. So anyway, I'm lying in bed and this thought came to me. The, the living creatures in Revelation 4. So I've, I've, I was a bit worried about Dave Taylor because of all his knowledge on... Revelation, so I, I've spoken to him. I was hoping he was preaching somewhere else this morning. <laughs> but anyway, he's all right about this. I think I'm all right. I don't know about the rest of the sermon, but I'll check the Revelation bit. So in Revelation 4, and I'm going to read it, because if you think, you know, they, they do repeat the same words, these folks, when they're praising God. You know, it says in the Bible about vain repetition. Well, just listen to this. So these uh, four living creatures apparently are real living creatures. I mean, they're very strange creatures when you read about them because it says they've got eyes everywhere, <clears throat> even, under, even under their wings. And I thought, well, is it an analogy of something, you know, because I'm with Dave Taylor. I've got to make sure I'm not preaching heresy. But actually, he agrees they are real beings and they're very near the throne in heaven. So this is the perfect order. The perfect order of things. Let me read it you. Each of the living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. But this is the important bit. Day after day, and night after night, they, are, they keep on saying, they're not even singing, they keep on saying, holy, holy, Holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. And listen to this. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, and they lay their crowns before the throne and they say... You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honour and power, for you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. So if it's right, in the perfect order of things, for these four living beings and the 24 elders, continually, 
day and night. They're repeating, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. I think that was the right. See, my, don't trust my brain. If it's right for them to be praising all the time and repeating, 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 it's right for us. It's right for us. So I hope this morning, you know what I would have really liked to do is get us all to go out, but I'm not going to do it. Fret not. Get us all to go out and to enter his gates with praise, thanksgiving and praise. And I'd like to challenge us all to see what would happen here if every Sunday morning we come in, no matter how we feel, no matter what sort of person we are, no matter how shy or reserved or fearful that we come in and we say, right, this morning, whatever the atmosphere is like when I get there, I am going to give him praise. I am going to rave. I'm going to dance. I'm going to sing. I'm going to shout. I'm going to praise him because of all the power that lies in praise and most especially because He's worthy. Yeah. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen.